Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. As the border crisis escalates to a top campaign issue, we're on the Texas-Mexico border with Maverick County, Texas Sheriff Schmerber, a Democrat, He's in charge of the county where some of the most outrageous spikes in illegal border crossings under the Biden administration have occurred. You've probably been hearing quite a bit about the border if you're paying attention to campaign news or even just watching and reading the regular news because so much is going on. It has really escalated from crisis to catastrophe, according to border officials and people who live in the border towns. I'm just back from a reporting trip, as I often make, to the U.S.-Mexico border, this time in Maverick County, Texas, which is where Eagle Pass, Texas is. That's a place you may have heard something about. It's where some of the worst spikes in illegal border crossings have occurred, thousands and thousands of people in a single day. In fact, in December, when there used to be almost no traffic because it gets quite chilly, and the Rio Grande River, the Rio Grande, is the border that people must cross. And it's just too outrageously cold and sometimes windy to try to cross in the winter for most. But not so much anymore. I mean, they had a record-setting December, people still trying to cross. Part of that, they will tell you, is these poor people are lured to make this dangerous trip and to pay the people that they have to pay in the cartels to be able to cross illegally because they believe, usually rightly so, that they'll be allowed to stay if they can only get in. So they do dangerous things. They endanger their children. Uh, many of them, as we've reported in the past, make a trip through Daring Gap, where the women are frequently raped and attacked and people are robbed. These are horrible things that poor people go through because the U.S. policy has inadvertently put the people at risk by making them understand if they make these dangerous trips and pay the money and risk their lives, they'll be able to get into the United States and probably stay. A big change over the years, according to border officials, a lot of people years ago who would cross didn't know anybody in the United States. Now they say almost everybody who comes, they are destined for cities and states where they have relatives and friends who have already come here illegally before them and settled in places like New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. So they often have a destination and know where they want to go. As you may know, we've done some reporting on this, and we'll be doing more on the upcoming edition of Full Measure on Sunday. Texas has increasingly gotten more and more aggressive in making attempts to protect its own border in the absence of the federal government doing so. Maybe you've seen pictures of Border Patrol agents cutting open the border fence to let in illegal immigrants, much to the chagrin of Texas officials and some residents who live there who don't think that 
the government should be facilitating the entry of illegal immigrants and illegal criminals. The state of Texas is testing new methods to try to see if it can do what the feds will not, if it can secure its border. The feds are challenging it, sort of an interesting situation with the federal government trying to tell a state you can't secure your own border and we're not going to either. Um, There have been some decisions in the past, I think in Arizona, that said, the court said that some attempts Arizona made to try to enforce its own borders were not constitutional. Texas officials say they believe they've developed some policies and laws that will withstand a constitutional challenge. We'll have to see about all that. But increasingly, the state and the federal government are crossing swords in Texas. Before you hear this interview with the sheriff, a little bit of context. Right before the interview, we had gone right down to the bank of the Rio Grande and immediately saw people walking in who had come in illegally, who had somehow crossed through the barbed wire and over the river before that. And it was cold, by the way. There was a child with these two family groups. They told us they were from Honduras and Venezuela. And they just get to walk in and they look for someone who will take them and transport them and facilitate their entry into the United States and most likely give them a court date to appear years down the road. And it's been shown that something like 85% plus of them don't appear for their court date. So once they're in, they're pretty much in, at least in this environment. And for additional context, the sheriff you're going to hear from, like most of the border sheriffs and officials um, in the border areas, he's a Democrat. But these Democrats on the border typically, I find, differ with the Biden administration on border issues, as you're about to hear. By the way, he is Hispanic, as are, again, a lot of officials on the border, and they are very tough on border security. So it is not any sort of racial conflict or racial issue because the people who are holding office who think the border should be tightened up are typically Mexican in heritage. Here's the interview. Did it used to be quieter here in terms of crossings during the winter time? Because the water's cold. Oh, yes, the water's very cold. But in the old days, I'm sorry, I'm talking about three years ago, uh, December was very quiet. Uh, the winter was quiet. People started crossing like in February, the best part of February, something like that, to go back to work because up north, they know people up there, uh, they know there's a lot of snow, very cold. So they wait for that to be over and they would cross, but not. This is the first time I see something people cost in December, November, never saw it. In January? In January, too. What have you seen in terms of ebb and flow? I didn't know you were with Border Patrol. Can you kind of give me the trends over the years? Yes. Uh, well, I started, I started working with the Border Patrol in 1982 in Presidio, Texas, West Texas. And it was slow. I mean, it was not, not very many passings. Uh, in those days, in 82, the, the problem was in Chula Vista, California. They had a lot of immigrants crossing through there in those days. So then uh, in the 80s, the 84, when I was transferred to Eagle Pass, Memory County here, we had a little more, more traffic here, but not as much as this one here. But it was manageable. Arrest them, deport them, you know, and so forth. And uh, and there were a lot of people from Mexico, more than they were used to call them OTN, other than Mexico. So, um, so there was a time you remember when... Or there were times where you called it sort of zero tolerance. People yeah. got sent back. Yeah, there, there were times that uh, when we had uh, a lot of people coming, like it was like whenever they had a chance of administrations, the federal administrations, 
they thought it was going to be an amnesty. They start charging here, and and they would actually follow us, trying to stop so they can we can pick up those immigrants. And uh, but eventually the government would say, no, that's it. You know, from now on, zero tolerance. What you're going to do is uh, uh, arrest them, process, put them in deten- detention for a few days, and then deport them. And it would stop. It was it would be that's it. It would stop. No more traffic. And how about the last? I guess the Trump years and the Biden years. What are the trends? Oh, on the tra- on the on the Trump uh, the Trump uh, uh, years. I know that uh, he kept them on the other side of Mexico, and it stopped. Uh, it was stopped. Then, when the, this administration came in, uh, it's like they opened the borders and they started crossing in. I mean, in bunches and bunches and bunches. It's like over oh, there is a green light. You know, okay, now we have uh, the new president. This is now open the doors and open the arms, and and they started crossing. And, and what do you and your deputies have the power to do? If you were to catch somebody who had come into the U.S. illegally, are you allowed to arrest them, hold them, send them back? No, no, we're not, no, not now, not right now. I know there's a new law coming in in March, but uh, it, it's the state. When we apprehend somebody, uh, we just call the, the state the troopers, and they'll pick them up, and they'll take them to Valverde for detention center to process. Uh, if they want to file charges to trespassing, you know, like the ranchers, it, it's taken care of by the, the by the state, by the troopers. Who dictates that to you? It, it, it's the, the state. When I got together, uh, I remember when we started having this problem, uh, the state came to my office, uh, the, the, one of the colonels from the troopers saying that if I could help them do all this, to apprehend immigrants and take them to my office, to my, my jail, I said no because I didn't have the space. That time we had the uh, coronavirus, so I said no. I don't want to contaminate my inmates. So after four times that they got to me, together with me on the fourth time, they said okay, let's do an MOU. And they said way up hand in, in, in Mary County, we'll transport him to Valverde, uh, and we process over there. We register over there, and they take him to Briscoe, another another jail, and uh, I'll be responsible only. From here to Valverde, they send any kind of injuries. So I said, yes, I'll, I'll help you with that. So you don't have the authority to protect the borders of your county from illegal border processing? No, I have no authority whatsoever. Not, not, to, not to do the immigration work, no. Not, not now. What changes with the new law? The change is going to be, I understand, in March, they would have a, the, the new law saying that uh, uh, whatever we apprehend, crossing, charge them for uh, uh, trespassing, I understand that the first time would be six months. If they get deported, come back, it's going to be 20, 20 years. But then, that that's what I understand. But it's going to be difficult for me to do that. Tell me about that. Will that help change things, or what, were, what are the challenges? Well, maybe it will help. I don't know how much. But for us, for all the sheriffs, it's going to be very difficult because we don't have the manpower to to, to be after immigrants. Um, to process one just individual takes me like 45 minutes, one individual. I'm talking about a group of 30 or something like that. Where are you going to put them? I don't, I don't have the space in my job and, uh, and or not the time. So it's, it's, it's very it's very scary and confusing quite well. We're going to do this, this job. How many, if you know, how many illegal border crossers have you had during a time period in this region? Can you give people an idea of the scope? An idea would be... Uh, what I saw back in December, there was one time that there were like 17,000 immigrants in one day. Uh, and no, no way that 
the deputies or the sheriffs can take care of that situation. How big is the city of Eagle Pass? city of Eagle Pass is like 27,000, but the whole county is like 65,000. So almost as big as the city population came in in one day. Yes, exactly. How many sheriff's deputies do you have? I don't have any. I have total within my investigators uh, and me and my my chief deputy, we have maybe we're all together like uh, 33 for the whole county. Tell me about the strain on resources since the traffic has picked up because you primarily obviously are supposed to patrol the county for the yeah. citizens and not have exactly. to worry about immigration, but how is that being split? It's, it's very difficult, you know, because uh, my priority is going to be the security, of course. You know, we, got, we have domestic violence, burglaries, and all, you know, drugs and so forth. And, uh, and we have people going into, uh, uh, sometimes into, uh, businesses and they steal stuff, whatever. So people complain sometimes thinking that we're not doing the job, you know, but, but we're busy. Also, the immigrants that are crossing, not all of them are crossing, crossing here for good things. Some are, uh, uh, running from law, from the law in their, in their country. Some already, uh, some come over here to burglarize with our places. So, the, my constituents are, are, and I have to explain to them, I mean, we have to be doing two jobs, you know, and I don't want to do the immigration deal, the uh, job, but it's something that, that I have to because what's crossing, you know, I've had burglars from other countries. I had one time we had one individual from Honduras that uh, raped an old lady, 74 years old. So, so that's part of my priority, the security. And, and, and but at the same time, I've got my county that uh, this this crime too. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Can you describe how life has been different for people who live in this city and county? In terms of when the illegal border crossings pick up a lot, well, um, it's it's very different because now you see strangers walking the, the streets, and uh, people don't know the, the intentions of the strangers. Some are afraid, some are scared. What's who or those persons? I do get calls, especially from the uh, older generation. You know, they they're very 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 uh, they're scared. So it changed. In a way that they're more alerted to maybe something bad, you know. I mean, some feel bad for these people that are walking, but at the same time, they don't know the intent. 
How do you feel about hearing political figures more recently complain in places like New York and Chicago that they're seeing illegal immigrants in their communities? Well, now, I think they've seen what the problem that we have here. You know, I think that they at first they, they really didn't put any concern on the situation, but now they realize that there's a whole bunch of people coming through through this through this borders, and they have them all over there now. I remember that the first they were accepting these people, the families, and giving them money, whatever assistance, and now they can't not handle it. And uh, that's one message that we would tell them that eventually. All these people who are coming through here, they don't, they don't want to stay on the border. They want to go up north. And now they've seen what I was... What we're it seems like about. when they talk, their focus, though, is on making them stay here and not bust them there. I don't hear them talk about keeping them from yeah, crossing. Exactly. The complaint that I hear is that uh, I said, don't send them over there anymore. Just, I guess, where? Here? I mean, there's no way. They don't want to stay here at the border. There's no, there's no kind of businesses that they want to... They don't see anything here. They see more in big cities where they can... I think they can make money by either working or whatever, but they don't want to be at the border. Uh, the, secret- the Homeland Security Secretary visited here as we're standing here. It was the day before this interview. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Uh, what I saw was that he only got together with some uh, uh, customs officials, the border officials, and uh, uh, media, but he didn't get together with us, with sheriffs you know, from this area. They didn't get to uh, get our our uh, problems that we have here with this situation here. We need a lot of help from the administration, federal administration, like grants, you know, with money that we can work with over time. I know we have a stall garden, but it's not enough. A stall garden, stall garden is a federal uh, grant, but we need this situation is very different. We need uh, more, more overtime and more assistance, either with more deputies and more equipment. This is an election year. You have a new law coming into play. What do you foresee in the next year in terms of what happens in your community? Well, because of the election? Well, all of it. I don't I, even know what to ask about. I see that uh, on the election day, we're going to have a lot of people coming to Usually, in this county, usually the elections are out of 33 people that register. Maybe we have like 10 or 12,000 people coming. But I see a big number coming this time. A big number of people coming to vote because either because I, because of this situation. That the, Who are they going to vote for? Well, I don't know. This county is a Democrat county, Democratic, but there's a lot of people turning Republicans. So I'm hoping they vote for me. In terms of president, what do you think? President, uh, well, uh, President Biden. Some people are talking a bit, kind of negative because he's maybe too old. This is not reaction, reacting real fast to situations, you know. Now, on the Republicans, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. There's two or four candidates, so I don't know. To see what we found in our visit on the border, watch Full Measure Sunday, February 4th. To find out how, you can go to CherylAckeson.com. Click the Full Measure tab and you'll see a list of stations and times. Or you could always just watch online about 9.31, 9.32 a.m. on Sunday mornings at fullmeasure.news, fullmeasure.news. And then the program is posted at fullmeasure.news thereafter. So you can watch any time. In fact, you can go there right now and watch a replay of last week's story as well as any of the Full Measure stories that I've produced, gosh, over the past nine years now. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that if you did, you will leave us a great review, like it, and share it with your friends. 
And if you like these topics, you'll want to check out my other podcast, the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast. I encourage you to support independent journalism. It's never been more important. You can go to CherylAtkinson.com and click the store tab where you will see a lot of great items for independent thinkers like you with slogans on products like do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself with proceeds going toward independent reporting causes.